אוקיי, ready in 5, 4, 3, 2. ברוכה Phoenix, Arizona, Cleveland, Ohio, and San Antonio, Tejas. Ticket links are at Christina P. online. Check out your mom's house if you haven't already. And also, I am hosting a show with Dr. Drew. Now, Dr. Drew, after dark, we'll, we will be taking your calls. It's essentially kind of a love line. That's awesome. Yeah, and he's just the best. And yeah. I'm so happy. You know Dr. Drew. You've met yeah. him. And I've been on his podcast. On show. After, after dark. He's, oh, yeah, indeed. he's awesome. Anyways, I'm so happy you're back. Mm-hmm. The audience loves you. People Aww. always ask for you. Thank you. You're down 11 pounds. Yes. How did you do it? Tell my audience. I paid for it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I hired a trainer. Good for you. I hired a trainer. You know, I just, I've been trying to do it myself. It's like trying to fix your car I know, yourself. I know. And then you end up spending eight hours and you still haven't changed your spark plugs. Yeah. So I was like, this is stupid. I'm just going to hire somebody that knows how to, to get me in good shape for my age because I'm 50 it. this year. Congratulations. So, Carol. I'm kind of, I'm kind of proud of that. I'm really proud of being 50. I think you should be and you're healthy and you yep. have healthy children I and do. your life is great. Yep. Listen, the Americans are the only ones who think that, the, oh, women are 50 is a bad thing. Bitch, in France, you are a sex symbol. Right. And you look great. Yes. So, thank you. the world, man. 50 is something to celebrate. Oh. Yeah, I'm super excited about That's it. That's right. Oh, Good for you. I don't know if I'll be dressing like Cardi B anytime soon, well, but I hope so. I wish you were that mom that shows up inappropriately dressed. Where my thongs at? <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> I love it. So yeah. you got a trainer. You know, yeah. I agree with doing that because those people spend all their time looking hot, and they know how to do it. You and I don't have the kind of time to research how I'm. How am I going to do it? Um, yeah, or just even eating well, which is why I, I plugged Jenny Craig on this show. At least you have the meals in the freezer ready to go because eating is so much of it, don't you think? It is at this age especially. You know, I used to be able to eat a salad for two days, like for lunch, and do- drop five pounds. Right. Now, I can't, I can't do that. So he has me eating just lean protein and really dark green vegetables, and uh. it is a complete snooze fest. I'm getting really uh. tired of it. I can have almonds and... Mm, that sounds like fun. Uh, can you dip them in chocolate? Uh, no, <laughs> no chocolate. But can he keeps you... saying once I get to my goal weight, I will have built enough muscle that I'll actually burn more calories. Cool. So I'm just waiting on that goal weight. He hadn't told me uh. what that is yet. He hasn't told you your goal weight? No, I think he wants to see what my body does. Like, you know, a number is a number. So 150 pounds on me doesn't look the same on you. We have a different frame. Different build, different height. So I don't think he works like that. I think he goes, let's see how you look when we get around this That's number. That's true. That's true. And then we'll see. Because I got real thin before I shot my first special. And yeah. looking back, I was like, wow, that looked really good. And it's considered, it's a high number for me yeah. compared to my younger self. Like I wouldn't right. be a desirable number, but now I'm like, that was a good number. Well, same. It fine. Yeah. When I met Bert, I was like 108 pounds or something. Right. right. Forget it. I would Can't look like I would have an eating disorder. If I was 108 right. pounds. My hips have spread like four times that, as wide. That too. Uh, yeah. Having children yeah. completely changes your body Everything. structure. Yeah. So how does that work with, you know, like I got to hire a trainer because I'm doing it on my own right now. And mm-hmm. I think you're, I think you're right. I don't know what I'm doing. I, don't yeah. I think I do, but I don't. I don't really know. I thought I knew. And, you know, <laughs> I, I was going on these online portals that I thought they knew what I was doing. Yeah. But what my trainer said is. You thought is, they knew what you were I doing. I did. I thought they, they knew what They're I was doing. They're watching you. Totally. But he, he explains it like this. He was like, every single body is different. You can't use yeah. an online, unless you have a one-on-one in Pilates or a one-on-one yes. in whatever you're doing. 
Yeah. You, you don't get the benefit for your personal body because of your metabolism's different, your build is different, your strengths are in different places in your body. So That's you really true. have to have someone who knows what they're doing with you specifically. And I think he's right. He's right. Because the one time I, when I trained for my first special was with an instructor, a mm-hmm. Pilates instructor. Mm-hmm. And she would be like, what are you eating? What's going on? Yeah. And what's that injury? Oh, your knee hurts? Well, we're not going to do this today. Right. We're going to work around that injury and blah, blah, blah. And she'd build up certain parts of my core. Yeah. So that in my second pregnancy, it was way easier to carry right. a child. And da, 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 da. Yeah, man, I got to do that a again. Smart, a smart. I got to do that. I'm glad. But you know what? what? I will say I'm proud of you because it sounds like you've invested in your time because i know last time we were here we were discussing <laughs> and how's the housekeeper everybody's wondering oh my god in anticipation of coming here i was talking to isla who's 13 well hold on first let's back it up last time leanne was here she has a housekeeper that she's not thrilled with and yeah. then she was considering firing yeah. so let's oh sorry so you have i fired her, her? No. No. no of course not of course not so I'm getting in the car today, okay? I'm getting in the car to drop Isla off I at school. I love you so much. I have no idea. Isla's 13, and she, for the record, has no idea what I'm talking about. So yeah. clearly I'm talking to myself to hear myself talk. But I go, you know, I think I have this problem with mediocrity in certain places. I think I allow myself to accept mediocrity where I would never give mediocrity in those places. Mm. One of them is my housekeeper. One of them is uh, this guy comes to our house and washes our cars and he is always late. Mm. He always reschedules. And he, he's, he's like this young kid who's trying to be an entrepreneur and I was trying to help him get his business started, but he fucking sucks. Mm. And he's not even a good car washer. So, and my gardener, same thing. I'm like, they're all mediocre at best. Mm. And for some reason I feel bad. So I accept that. So I'd said to her today, I think I need to look at it from, no longer accepting mediocrity in my life in general. I like that. And maybe that will help me actually <laughs> fire her. Yeah. Because <laughs> I can't seem to do it otherwise. Well, how about we find a replacement first? Yeah, I have to do that. And then we'll and then we'll talk. So, so uh, yeah, let's let's look for a replacement. Yes. Wow, I just I just fired my pool guy. He's, Did you? Yeah, he sucks. Yeah. Oh, my pool guy's amazing. And oh. so I go, I need to I need to do everybody like that. Yeah. Shows up on time, does a great job, yeah. tells me what's going on, bills me on time. Yeah. He's great. Because I'm telling you, uh, we don't have a rotten egg in this bunch. In our studio, at Studio right. Jeans, right. everybody we work with, these guys in the booth, we have an intern, um, everybody is top notch. Right. Because I, I don't know why. We got lucky in some regard. On the other hand, we would shit can them quickly you require it get out of here yeah if you're a loser and a, a, yeah. a, a, a slacker and a slacker <laughs> and trash hey, just trash how about, that? how about that so i'm so glad you're here i have so many issues i want to discuss with you you're a varsity mom you have two children 13 and 15 god damn oh. so you're in a totally different realm of parenting than i, I am what are you dealing with right now driving they're learning to drive. Georgia's learning to drive. I hate it. Uh, that is, it's a bit. It's it. It takes the patience of a t- having a toddler. It's the same yeah, patience where you go, life girl. I just have to explain what's happening, and then let it go. And if we have an accident, you know, we're going to slow speed. So hopefully, we won't have an accident. This is how we learn. It's really scary. That and um, you know, both my kids, thirteen and fifteen have friends that are dealing with like real depression issues and like self-harm stuff i'm an expert on that I'll, we'll talk about that <laughs> let's yeah so, yeah no i'm an expert i was a self-harmer i was a cutter were you really I was depressed i was goth i was suicidal i'm i am you suicidal oh i listen i am your worst nightmare in terms of the kid you didn't want your friends to be your, the no, person that's you don't not want your kids to be friends I'm, with. I'm not approaching it like you shouldn't be friends with them. Oh, that's I not would. How I feel. No, I I'm not. Would. You would? Why? Because I know what I was like. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like mm. that kid needs the friend. The that kid needs a good friend. The parent that is aware and supporting the, the friend. Mm. Like if I, if I know Georgia's friend is doing that, then I can be a good mom to Georgia so that Georgia doesn't fall into any darkness. Or that's a good point. Go on a bad path. So it's not fair to leave that kid. Like I feel mm. like... You're a, if you say, no, you can't hang out with them, then you're reinforcing what that kid that's in the dark place yes. is feeling. Yes, I would treat the, the depressed kid like the coronavirus. <laughs> really? And quarantine 
Yeah, I'll tell really? you why. Here, why. Here's why. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. And this is not PC. This is not good. Okay. No, I don't this care. Is, I'll tell you uh, because okay, at least in my world. Not, I don't know. This is just my story, and yeah. so maybe I don't know. Let's let's go through it together. Maybe I'll change my mind as we go through this together. But so my parents were. My mother was mentally ill. My dad is an alcoholic. Yep. I was an only child. So yep. it's a recipe for disaster. Yeah. Nobody mirrored me. It was a fucking nightmare. So by the time I'm 14, I lose my mind because mm-hmm. I realize I wake up and I go, wait a minute, I'm the only normal, and I am in the upside down. Something's mm-hmm. wrong here. But mm-hmm. you don't know that because you're a child and you think it's you that's. Yeah. messed up so i start to hate myself i go into self-loathing deep depression by 14 oh i start uh, cutting myself at around 13 14 with a razor that i found in my dad's um bathroom and then i shaved my head i had a mohawk i was listening to the cure in the dark i was i failed out of school and i tried to commit suicide in the school bathroom when i was 14 oh my god horrible and it's at that point that I, my parents were at a loss. They didn't know what to do. And they sent me to a nice school. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that saved my life. The structure, the, the nice kids around me, mm-hmm. yes, helped lift me. Because it wasn't me. It was my parents. Right. I wasn't an inherently messed up kid. I was right. in a bad situation. Right, right. Okay. So we know that. The point being, who introduced me to cutting myself? Because I was susceptible to that depression. A friend. Oh. A crappy friend, uh, not a crappy, she was actually really same, she had a similar home life situation. Now, I'm not saying George is the same because she doesn't have the same home life situation that I did and that that girl did who introduced me. Mm-hmm. I never thought, hey, I can cut myself. This girl I was friends with goes, hey, have you ever done this? Mm. And showed me and I was like, that's crazy. Can I try it? You know, and it was like, yeah. have you ever smoked weed? No. Can I try it? Yeah. Have you ever drank? No. Can I try it? And so she was my gateway it was like i was looking for an outlet and she was the perfect one to teach me all these crazy destructive Mm. behaviors so that's all i'm saying if somebody's susceptible then that's not the ideal friend now if you're a girl it seems normal you guys are sweet you pay attention you're not then hey maybe you're right maybe maybe oh you cracked a knuckle sorry what's going on you're tensing up tell me tell me tell me let's talk through it no no nothing nothing just cracked a knuckle you don't feel nervous is this making you nervous no it doesn't make me nervous it makes me it's it's just confusing it's one of those things where you go what what do you do you know one of the kids is in our close circle of that we've known since that little kid was little. Oh, you know? so she's grown up with you guys. Yeah. And what's going on? What's the behavior that well, you... I think there's a lot of um, oppressive parenting happening. And mm. a lot of, you know... Too strict? Too strict and too too high expectations, not enough freedom. Oh. So uh, not enough, like, age-appropriate freedom. You know, like, the kid can walk home from school. Come on. Uh, we live a half a mile from school. There's and we live in the safest neighborhood ever. Let yeah. the fucking kid walk it's up. It's Mayberry. School. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of like nope. Are they Persian? No, they're white. Oh, okay. Because I grew up with Persian girls, and they had very strict parents, and they all had butt sex. Oh, um, what? Because yeah, then they'd school. still be a virgin. Yeah. That's just not true. It's not true. And I taught them how to smoke. They were older than me, and I hung out with Persian oh. girls. Yeah. Anyways, uh, so so this girl. <laughs> but so what you're saying is, it sounds like this girl comes from a good family and mm-hmm. maybe just an overbearing. Because I was well, wondering, is it cultural? Meaning the overbearingness? Are there Americans and they're like this? This is also probably not PC either. Sure, let's do it. But you know, they're Jews. Stuff. Well, they are uh, Jews. Well, oh my God, that's your uh, fault in the dog. So no, maybe he can speak to it. They are Jewish. Okay. We have two different families that have this issue kind of happening. Both families just happen to be Jewish. Uh, I, I, uh, you're saying you hate Jewish I, people completely. No, and you don't like them. In no, your clearly they're my close, close friends. She puts stars on their doorways. Something's different. Yes. Yeah. The horns are maybe the horns, them. the money, I don't the know. guild. Yeah. So, so what you're saying is they're 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 a little more culturally. Am I, hey, Nadav? Maybe you can speak to this. He's a Jew. Yeah, okay, what's what do you up? say? Is it is it a cultural thing? Are they more overbearing? Um, I mean, some of them, you know, the the Jewish mother stuff. Uh-huh. You know? A lot of guilt coming from the mother, the setting expectations. Now, you know, the I, I feel like the daughters kind of turn into their mothers. Mm. So I feel like whatever the mother is, is you're gonna see that in the kid. The neurotic. But I'm saying, is there more of a? Are you talking about like an academic drive, Leanne? Or it's like I think it's just a, everything. Academic behavior. You know. Teenagers act like assholes 90% of the time. It's their job. It's their job. Yeah. And so the the inability to just be an asshole mm-hmm. 
mm. is what's is what's happening. Like sometimes you have to know when to parent a teenager and when to just go, all right, this is just, you're just being a fucking teenager. Your toddler. It's their second toddler. Yes, yeah. it is their second. That's exactly what's going on developmentally in their brain is they are, they are um, pruning neurons at rocket speed and they're out of balance. They, you know, there's something in life called equilibrium, disequilibrium. And you, that's part of your brain development is you go into equilibrium and then you go into disequilibrium. This is one of the most intense stages of disequilibrium as teenager. So you're going to have a hard time controlling your temper, staying on task, um, expressing your emotions effectively. Well, their brains aren't even developed. So they're just, it makes sense. It, they're just going at such a high rate of yeah. speed that your expectations have to kind of adjust and say, you know what? The room's going to be a mess. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to close the door. Yeah. Just don't bring your shit out in the hallway, okay? <laughs> Just close the door. Right. And when Nana comes over yeah, once every three months, you got to clean it. Yeah. You know? And you just adjust yourself and go, well, then your room doesn't need to be like a show palace. Right. In this, in this stage of your life, what's really more important? Right. That you have a place that you can really call your own. That kind of stuff is not happening in those households. Like there's no uh. place where that kid can walk home from school um, screw up a homework assignment, have a messy room, right. not put their toothbrush back in the holder. Like, it's just like this. So perfectionism, and that's going to be its own, um, that can be its own thing. I think it, the, at the end of depressing. the day, it makes the kid feel like I can't do anything right. Yeah. Like, and I have nowhere to go. Yeah. You know, no safe place. And so they, they from what I understand about cutting is it's anxiety or yeah, or depression. Or it's anger. a release valve. It's a release, right? It's the only way you feel anything. Right. If, is this girl cutting? Yeah. Oh boy. So this is a red flag behavior, and it, 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 if you're at that point, it, it means that you're so numb and mm. you're so lost that you don't think you can be. It, it, it's a behavior. When I when I was doing it, it's because I was so numb and mm. lost, and it was it was like a release valve. It's the one way I could feel. And it's harmful because it leads to other cutting and potentially it's the beginning of a, a dangerous slope. Right. Um, I would, if I'm telling you, I, I, I would tell the parents, man, and get her into therapy. Oh, uh, the parents know. And? And uh, she's in therapy. But, good. But, you know, therapists are like podiatrists. Some are good. Yeah. Some are not. So this one's not a goodie? I don't think so. I don't think that from what they're telling me, the advice, I, I think, yeah, I don't think so. Is she in sports or any type of extracurricular? Oh, shit, man. An actor? That's why she's all sensitive. Actor. Fuck. She's an actor. Oh, no. They're the worst. <laughs> Comedians look Cute. down on actors. No, I'm just kidding. Um, well, so she's a creative. She's sensitive. Yeah. That's yeah. the problem. Yes. Now you got the perfect storm for a girl to develop. Is she in the eating disorder yet? Are we there? Any kind I of don't think so. controlling behavior? I don't think so with that, but I don't know. Mm. Well, yeah, as now that you say that, yeah, she's a vegetarian. Okay, so she's already going into eating. So she's controlling. Yep. It's ang it sounds like anxiety. It says it sounds like anxiety. Well, that, that kind of a home life would produce anxiety anxiety right yeah. if everything has to be perfect and she's falling short constantly she's going to want to control something right um yeah I, you know what i mean I, fuck i would more therapy group therapy well the thing is when she comes to our activity. house uh when we're all together as this is the interesting part when we're all together as a group she is very quiet when her parents are there doesn't really say much um doesn't really do much but we went to dinner the other night and took her with us, and she never stopped talking. Yeah. Never stopped talking. Just la, 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 la. So I feel like our house is a safe place, right? Yeah. So I try to get her to come over, and the, the parameters at home don't allow her to come over as much as we invite. But I keep feeling like if we can just get her over here and get her 30 minutes of like, oh. Yeah, it's true. Thank God. I can say whatever, do whatever, eat whatever's in their pantry. Nobody oh says my, anything to me. That's so funny because the thing that saved my life was having my friend Shauna's house mm -hmm. and Jenny's house. Mm -hmm. And I could go there and their mom had food in the fridge. And yeah. it was like tuna casserole. What's that? Yeah. And, you know, pudding. You guys have a, like American food? Yeah. And staying the night at these houses uh -huh. was saving my life because yeah. I knew I, did, I just had to wait five years and I could get the heck out of where I was. Mm -hmm. 
And those little moments of normalcy might be, yeah, so shit, maybe you're right. Is And I would say, don't, as long as your daughter doesn't show any proclivity towards those same behaviors and right. this girl isn't going to drag her into eating disorder weird stuff, right? then yeah, man, have her over and try to lift her little soul. That's the hard, yeah. I feel that way too. I had a family that was the same for me when I was living with my mom right. across the street that I... Remember opening their pantry door is my mom was macrobiotic. Oh god. So I opened the pantry door and it was like angels sang. Yeah. There were Doritos. Oh. You know, and those little <laughs> I love those little crackers with the cheese well that oh. you spread with a red stick. Yeah. It's just like yeah, nothing so nutritional. Good. I don't even think it's actual food. Do they have those anymore? I know you're talking about the red stick. Yeah, it yeah. was like heaven. It was the it best. Was I would suck that red yeah. stick, man. There was no cheese left. <laughs> licked inside because I'm like, I gotta go back to macrobiotic. Come mom. on, look that up, man. Do you know what we're talking? about in a dumb millennials Do yeah you yeah know? yeah oh, we have that shit too there is so dope nothing nutritional in that thing nah but it was so oh, good so uh, even right now you saying that it brings a feeling yeah. of such comfort <laughs> like oh home God. yeah it that's feels it. like but not that's my it. home somebody else's home yes you you no nice not my family? home <laughs> definitely not my home but that family actually i was with oh. them seventh and eighth grade that's the best. Oh. Oh, I would die for those. Me too. I could eat 10 of them right now. I would right so, now too, especially since good. I've only eaten grains and lean protein for... <laughs> How long have you been on this diet? Since the week after Christmas. Get the fuck out of here. Have you splurged? Have you broken down? Yeah, I have. What have you done? Totally. Um, Pizza? No, not really. I've been like... It's been more like event related. Like Oscar yeah. night, I ate. Uh, Chinese New Year, I ate. Because our closest friends are Chinese and Vietnamese. So we always yeah. celebrate. Yeah, this, <laughs> sorry just qualifying that i'm not racist um yeah okay, so so like stuff like that chinese new year um yeah oscar night um there's been like three or four days where i've been like whatever the other night the girls and i went to the movies and had dinner before and i ate like perfectly all day and then i shared dessert with them because i'm not gonna not do but something you, no that's the thing too is you gotta fucking live you gotta live you gotta live you gotta have a little bit of normalcy and you can go off the rails like one day a week on these kind totally. of diets i think and still yeah. be okay it's yeah. not gonna mess up the whole thing no hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. So, okay, so you've got depression, friend. Uh, self-harming friend. I mean, I, I'm i glad that the parents are involved. My parents didn't know until it was really late. And right. I'm not sure what they would have done had they found out sooner. Right. I'm not sure it would have been good for me. So I'm glad they didn't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, um, okay. So what else is it like having a teenager? So what was the first one you said, though? The driving. Driving. Uh, do you have anxiety about her being... I mean, it's not even her driving. It's other... I mean, you see these maniacs. Yes. I got sideswiped the other day. Ugh. Just driving down the freaking highway, and this person just bumped into me. That's in my terrifying. big old truck. I mean, I'm in a navigator. You can't really miss me. Yeah. And he just totally bumped <gasps> me and then kept going and zigzagged through traffic. Ugh. Didn't hurt my car. Didn't cause any accident. But I thought, Thank oh, God. my God, if that happened to Georgia, yeah. I don't know. You know, I started... I did a good thing with her. When she got her permit and was able to drive, we sat in the front seat of the car and I went, let me tell you something right now. I know that you use the two words I know incessantly in life, but in this car, you don't know anything. Yeah. I've been driving 30 something years and you have never been driving. So I don't want to hear I know out of your mouth for anything. I know. I want you to do exactly (laughs) what I tell you. Yeah. How about that? Well, because it's also, there's so many variables. It's really out of your control when yes. you're, there's, most of it is uh, out of your, sorry, I'm just making sure my kids are okay. No problem. Um, it's out of your control. It's defensive driving. Yes. As Mr. Consolo would say, my <laughs> driving teacher, he was a phys ed teacher who was our teaching instructor at uh, my high school. And yeah, and he would say the best advice he ever gave to us, he was like, First of all, someone approached. He was like, "These, 
these bicyclists and their faggy shorts. <laughs> and we, my friend Sean and I were in the class. We were like, this guy's the best. That's so funny. Yeah. And he's like, if you hit one of these homos on their bikes. <laughs> <sighs> you're in your big trouble fault. yeah don't hit don't hit these faggy guys on the bikes and he goes number two if you do see an accident on the side of the road <laughs> keep driving <laughs> do not pull over and be a good samaritan and help somebody out of a twisted car you will get sued they uh. will find a way to make you liable if you hurt them and i was like wow he's like dial 911 but do not help somebody wow yeah, that was L.A. driving school. But um, so it is scary. It's scary to think of your children out in the world. Just it is. Just out in the freaking world, man. It is. You know, it's already scary enough to think about what they're doing, like, on social media that you don't know Get about. Get out of here. And to think, you know, there's a lot of trust involved in parenting a teenager that I guess in some ways is better than it was when we were kids, but in some ways it's, it's worse. Yeah. The social media part is worse because it's so instant. You know, if you post something that's sexual or racist or, or mean, it's instant and you can't take yeah. it back. Whereas when we were kids, Oof. you pass a note. Yeah. You know, <laughs> here's your note. Here's your note, asshole. And if the note yeah. starts passing around, you can take it back and rip it up. Well, yeah. you can't do that now. No. It, you know, if you take a picture, you have to go to have it processed at the photo mat. It, you, you have a, you, we had a buffer. There was a time delay in your dumb behavior. So you could think about it before oh you did it. And their lack of thinking about it can have long-term consequences. And it's really hard to get l what the brain we were discussing earlier to think about stuff. The one that's pruning all these neurons. They're not thinking about shit. Oh, my God. Can I just tell you? I just remember when I was in seventh grade, I was obsessed with this boy. <laughs> and I'm so like I. Oh, my God. I'm so embarrassed even to sing that. I wrote him in a note. It was like, meet me at the movies. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like your secret admirer. Oh, my God. I know. And I was like, I was like sixth grade. and I, But I didn't give it to him. Thank God. God, thank God, because yeah. it was even now. I'm like, I'm so deeply embarrassed. Just even, oh my God, is it cringy? Yeah, I'm uh -huh. so embarrassed. But yeah, that time delay is so necessary, and the kids just don't even. Can't there freaking be a way that you can take back text texts? Like, I don't know. Why haven't they developed that? Where there's like a time delay, of like a day delay. There should be an app for teenagers. It's like you can only send this 24 hours from now. You have to double okay the thing. That's not a bad plan. I know someone developed that app. Yeah, right. That's a good plan to have it ha have a pause. Can't that be the thing on the next Apple phone? That'd be awesome for teenagers because yeah. I think they just don't think about it. No. And then and then they how could they? Most of the time, they don't have enough experience in life. To understand what the consequence even would be with the possibility of the consequence. Ugh. You know, they're not thinking about, I'm looking for a job and someone sees a naked picture of me because I texted it no, to boys who passed even... it on to pass it on to pass it on. Oh my God. You know? Speaking of, do your girls like that movie to all the boys I've loved before? I don't know. On Netflix? I don't think the so. The one with, um, Google that shit. You're going to die. Yeah, yeah. With Lara Jean. Come on, man. What are you, an adult? You're not watching To All the Boys I've Loved Before? No. This, so this is a big movie on Netflix, and now it's the sequel is out, and she's got two love interests, and one of them is, would you Google the cast of it? You got to see how cute this boy is, Leanne. You're going to die. They're so cute cast, and let me show you the boy. Yeah, okay, click on that. Yeah, that one, that one, that. So the guy on the far right, I mean... Heller adorbs. Yeah. He's got a video of himself masturbating. Oh, my God. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> yeah. And, of course, I mean, for research purposes, I had to look it up. Duh. And he's got the biggest hog. Does he really? Oh, He's my. plowing the fields with that shit, huh? God. <laughs> I mean, I feel Wait, like. So, so this isn't a, a, plot, a plot point in the show. No. This guy has a video in real life Let about me, it. You're going to die. Yes. And the movie is so squeaky clean. I mean, they barely hold hands in this. You know really? what I mean? Lara Jean's got him as a boyfriend. And like they French and he touches her booby and she's like, I'm not ready for sex. Like oh it's that God. chaste. It's like seventh heaven sexuality. Yeah. And, I mean, this guy's got a video. Anyway, go ahead and Google, uh, if anybody listening, 
to all the boys I've loved before masturbation video. I can't remember the guy's name. Hold on. Would you Google the cast so I can tell the the people listening? Because I know there's someone listening going, okay, Noah Centineo. Centineo, he plays Peter. Peter. He's adorable. Oh, my Christ, the looks on this boy. Did you see Cindy Crawford's son tattooed? No. Google that one. Let's I, go. I am not online. I don't. I'm, oh, I am so I've got old small kids. I'm always at online board. Okay. You're going to die. So Cindy Crawford's son, gorgeous. His name is Presley Gerber. Yeah. Model. Yeah. Look at that face. And literally both her children are paid models at this point. This boy got a tattoo under his eye. Click on that. That says misunderstood. He may not be bright. <laughs> he just might not be super bright. Well, Cindy Crawford's very intelligent. You know, she was yeah. an engineer, yeah. engineering major. She was bright. The husband's not a dummy either. I'm thinking drogas. You think? Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking drugs. I mean, look at this guy. Could you have any more of a charm? Well, who's the dude on the right? The tattoo idiot that gave it to him. That's a tattoo artist? I don't know. It well, should be illegal to give people face tattoos. When are they going to outlaw this stuff? See, this is another thing kids do when they're young. And then what? When he's 50, he's going to have misunderstood under his eye. I mean, it's the stupidest thing in the world. It's again, the the they don't think about the consequence the long term. No. They have, they, I think they think they're going to live hard, die young, yeah. leave a good living corpse. And I don't know. But now this is the cool thing, like post- What's his name? Post Malone. Postmates Malone has his stupid face tattoos. and I love Post Malone. I know you do. <laughs> but they, they, everybody's doing this stuff now. So they think it's cool. I mean, I know he's cool. He's, he's, I know he's a good artist and stuff. And then Amber Rose. Have you seen that model? No. She's go Google Amber Rose's face tattoo. You're going to die. This girl is so goddamn good looking too. Amber Rose. Look at her. She's stunning. No, that's not the one. The one on her fucking forehead with her children's name on her forehead. Oh. I mean, I get that you love your children. But why? Ay, ay, ay. I don't know. Mental illness. These people are mentally ill. Well, at least she can grow bangs. <laughs> you know? She can put some bangs on that face, and then we're all right. That's true. What uh, about Cindy Crawford's boy? Even when you get it removed, it still leaves. Yeah, you can still see it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing. That boy's lost. He's lost. I mean, and I don't think they're about they're bad parents. You know, I think some some kids just have wires crossed, right? I think that's part of it. I think some of it is indulgence, you know, and the lack of of. I think part of it is, yeah, you're right, just wires crossed, mm. and um, it's really scary when you think that way. You know, my our youngest daughter Isla went to this place called um, neuro neuro linguistic institute mm -hmm. because she was having sensory processing stuff that mm -hmm. was quite severe mm -hmm. and so if you get a kid at a certain age you can do some like brain um you know the brain's a muscle that has electricity so you can put those you know the things that stimulate your muscles like in physical therapy you can put that on your brain and it will stimulate growth in your brain and help things like sensory processing it was really effective for her wow that's um, amazing it was amazing it was a commitment it was like three days a week in in um playa vista it was oh my crazy. life but we did it for a year and a half and wow. it totally it brought her sensory processing down by probably 80%. Wow. So she still has about 20% of what she had before, but she couldn't even put her shoes on. It was really bad. Oh, my life. Um, Poor girl. That's but awesome. in that, they, they did like a map of her brain, right? Of This is what's firing hot in her brain. And she has something called a hot singlet. And I guess your singlet is part of your brain, and hers is firing hot. And I was wow. like, that hot singlet is part of what regulates your impulse control, Burt Kreischer. What? <laughs> maybe has a hot singlet also right 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 so, so when they're both standing at the refrigerator foaming at the mouth <laughs> for an, like the fourth coca-cola i go two hot singlets right back to back right but that hot singlet is he said not all people with hot singlets are addicts but all addicts have a hot singlet right all of them so you can you can either foster that 
genetic stuff or you can do what you're doing and try to <laughs> try to try temper to it yeah temper it but just know that this is maybe an area that's a challenge yeah, for you yeah yeah saying no to that second coca-cola <laughs> might be a challenge for isla kreischer she she is yeah so i wonder if if uh mr gerber has a hot singlet he might, or he might just have addiction wiring or a guy. We'll ask Dr. Drew what's going yeah, on there. Yeah. Will you make a note of that, Nadav? Like, let's talk to Drew about these facial tattoos and, and what is going on, man. You know, I got a tramp stamp that I'm not too happy about. <laughs> <laughs> talk about poor, I was 20, you know, 20 years old. So, yeah, we all do stupid things, and yeah. I'm just... I'm so happy it's not on my face. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I wonder if they just are reaching for attention and they're not getting enough. Yeah. So they reach farther and farther and farther um, until it's something absurd. I mean, that's really absurd it's to get. It's really absurd. Yeah. And even though I'm a big fan of Post Malone, I don't see the necessity of having tattoos on his face to be a good artist. Oh uh, one is not related to the other. Um but, you know. Hey, that's what he know. likes. Yeah. And the thing is, too, like I've seen older people now walking around with the sleeves yeah. and the neck. And, you're, and like, if you're not Rob Zombie. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> or if you're not on a Harley. <laughs> right, right. You know, it, it doesn't. It's really rough. Like, yeah. you're either, you know, it's cool at a certain age. And then get the fuck out of here. Anyway. Bert wants to tattoo the state of Florida on his face. Are you serious? Yes. And Are you I serious? Keep saying that will not be happening. That's crazy. That is the dumbest tattoo. Why would you want to be known that you're from Florida? I know. Who wouldn't you hide that you're from Florida? <laughs> I mean, every headline is Florida man I does know. something really ridiculous. Florida man does something really stupid. Why would you put that on your face? He's crazy. He's just He's dumb. Why doesn't he get give him the tattoo somewhere? Right here. No. Dumbest can, thing ever. Can, he, can you talk him into a different location? I don't What's, know. I don't know. Well, he, again, like Mr. Gerber, is probably seeking attention he, in a large oh, forum. That's not like Bert at all. At all. Attention seeking. what you're talking about. So let's have a Bert update. What's he been up to? How has he been annoying you? <laughs> um, all spouses do. It's their job. You know, we've had a really intense couple months. He's been really busy. Mm. And I've been having to um, have his back a little bit in the business side of life. So lately, I feel like we're business partners, mm. probably since November. It's starting to kind of come back to normal now that he's on the road. But we've been in like high intensity business mode for a few months now. Wow. So he hasn't really been bothering me. But... <laughs> <laughs> but we've also been like working a lot. <laughs> That's so funny because Tom and I have been business partners for the last decade yeah. and married. And I I don't know a marriage outside of that dynamic. So that's interesting. I wonder, uh, I wonder what that would be like. <laughs> I wonder <laughs> that too. work with my husband. Because oh, no, I've been like... his business partner for at least 10 years also. Yeah. Like when we started... When he started really touring clubs and we started doing merchandise and stuff like that, I started really um, getting into his business side of yes, his business yes, a lot yes. more. Kind of have to. It's just gotten more, and uh, the busier he's gotten, the more involved I keep getting pulled into it, not even by him, but by managers and agents because I actually answer text messages yeah. and emails and he doesn't. No, the, the so. people do that to me too to get a hold of Tom. Yeah. Like, can Tom, I'm like, bitch, don't text yeah, him. Right. Why are you texting me, dude? Yeah. He's got a phone. Yeah. He's ignoring you, obviously. Right. So you guys are busy, but is that working relationship, Is it, it sounds like it's kind of great. It, it is great. It sounds like you guys are jamming along. Yeah, we, we do, um, we get along really well. I think sometimes we get along better in business than we do in not business, sometimes. Right. Like, you know, marriage is ebb and flow, and sometimes you're really clicking, and sometimes you're aggravated with each other all the time. I think that's a natural part yes. of being married. So um, for whatever reason, in the business realm, we almost never have a disagreement. That's it's really great. odd. Yeah, same Tom and I are very eye to eye on. Yeah. I would say the vast majority. That, yeah. yeah. We, we share a same, similar value system. Uh -huh. And that's important. I think mean, that just helps, rather. I think so. It's an understanding of your path and your goals and yeah. your branding not to use that <laughs> stupid name but everybody uses that name but you know what works for what he's trying to do and what doesn't and yeah i think we definitely see eye to eye on his business 
That's great. Um, it's the parenting piece where we don't always see eye to eye. Yeah, what's and, the biggest um, disagreement, discrepancy you guys have? You know, he he's very patriarchal in his thinking. Mm. Like, and it's a subconscious patriarchy. And he's living with three women who go, what? <laughs> what is he watching? Wait, what do you mean? <laughs> what like he'll he say? The other day he goes, <laughs> we were talking about, I don't even remember what the argument was, but he was upset with the girls for, oh, I remember. They had overscheduled themselves for the weekend. Too many sleepovers, too many parties, too much to do. And now they were all grumpy. Mm. And he didn't want a grumpy house. He mm. wants no grump in his house. Oh. And so he was sat everybody down in the living room. And he was like, let me tell you how this works. <laughs> if I want to go to dinner, we go to dinner. And I went, oh. hold on. Wow. Hold on one second. That is actually not how this house works. And he totally shut down. Catch like, me outside. How about that? <laughs> how about that? I so why like, he shut down, meaning like you put a stop to the tantruming. Yes. Of, I want everything. And I tantrum, want everyone to be pleasant. Yeah. yeah. And it stopped him. It No, it just made the tantrum. You know how the kid gives you the silent treatment in the <laughs> tantrum? It went to that. And I was like, let me explain what's going on here. That's never happened. Yeah. Like you've never come in and go, gone, I'm going to dinner and we're all getting the car. That's not how you've ever behaved. So don't present it like that's the way our house works. It's mm. not. But his initial like, first thing is but mine and me and my 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 mm. you know and so I always have to stop and redirect and and handle everybody with kid gloves and I can't just say you're full of shit in mm. the moment because he's he's emotional. too he's too frothy too emotional. isn't that interesting now see Leanne this brings me to my next point which is what which is uh, now I have a theory and I'm not sure it's it's spot on with the reality of the world. Maybe it's just the reality of my own house. Maybe it can't apply to most of my listeners, but I feel like the woman is the center of the home universe. Mom, mom, not dad, mom sets the tone for the whole mood. We have to milk our bears to keep dad from killing the young. <laughs> For sure. For sure. Uh It is. And and also moms generally hold the psychic load of the children, at least in our house. Let me tell you, who knows what uh, asthma medicine the baby's on? Mom, not dad. Call dad right now. Hey, what's what's it called? When does Julian get this thing? No clue. Yeah. When the scheduling of the children, the scheduling of child care, Mm -hmm. mom, 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 the, the lunches. Do you think dad's ever fucking thought like what's what are the kids going to have for lunch or a meal prep mom? And I do feel like that is just the the freaking nature of the beast. And I like the responsibility. I don't I don't know. I get resentful of it sometimes, too. Mm. But it is it's like it's mom. I know the loveys the babies are sleeping with. Yeah. You know? You're that. the COO. Yeah. You're the chief operating officer. Oh. And the operating officer does every part of the operation, the emotional, the physical, the yeah. mental, the scheduling, all of it. You know, I was watching this episode of the Super Nanny years yeah. ago. Love Super Nanny. Love I Super Nanny. Her. I think yeah. she's coming back. But she had was in this family where the husband really felt like the household duties, responsibilities, parenting was balanced. And she got two plates and she had like list of who does what in little like little foam blocks and had them put the blocks on the plate of, you know, here's mom's plate, here's dad's plate. And you put the blocks of who does what on each plate. And mom's plate was so overwhelmingly fuller than dad's that the dad went, wow, I really thought I was doing a lot <laughs> until I Hilarious. saw it in a physical way because yeah. you don't, they, I don't think they think about it. They don't. They, they think don't. they're doing a lot. I think you're right. Because I think, because Natasha Legero brought this up on your mom's house when we were recording yesterday with her. And my husband was like shocked at the idea that I agreed with Natasha that women carry more of the load, the psychic load of every, of the child care. What do you mean? I do stuff. And like, dude, I'm not talking about like changing the baby's diaper every now and then or putting a baby down at night or right. maybe giving them a bottle. I'm talking about the day-to-dayness of that baby's life. Like yeah. mom fucking does all that. 
And they think my, I think my, if you would ask Tom, he'd be like, yeah, I do. I, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? I need to I do, do a the plate thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The plate thing was for me, I was like that perfectly in visual form describes how I feel. Yeah. I have this mound. My plate is like a mound. Yeah. And his plate is a regular looking plate. There's stuff on the plate. Yeah. Totally stuff on he the plate. He does. Well, he does a lot of shit that yes. I don't touch. And house. some yeah. dads probably have more stuff on their plate than others. Right. Because wait for the flurry of emails coming in telling me how I'm wrong <laughs> and I'm a dad who does everything. Save them. All right. We've been reading them. Well, you know, I, don't, I get it. You're there, a super dad. But there We're are talking some... about those that don't. Okay. Yes. So save your fucking email. I don't want to hear uh, but yes, there are those that do. Yeah, but there that's are... not the norm, I don't think. See, that's what I don't know. And I don't know what the norm is. I don't think I it's don't the norm. Know. I think, I know in our group of friends, most of the dads do more than Bert does. Yeah. But Bert's never home. See, that's so it's hard to get in too. a rhythm right. with someone who's never home. It's Same like, with mine. he doesn't think about softball pickup because he's not there oh. the four days a week for softball pickup. Hilarious. But he does wake up every morning and say, what's our day look like? And how can I help? That's and I'll say, nice. this is what you can help me with. And he'll tell me, a lot of times he'll do, 90% of the time he'll go, got it. But sometimes he'll go, I can't help you with that because of ABC. Right. So it's a negotiation. But that also is, I'm the person who has the information. Right. Right? So he has to go to me to say, what's our day like? Instead of just right. knowing what the day is like. Oh, so then you're carrying that in your brain. I know. And I've tried schedules. I put up like a poster oh, a board. Yeah. Like, totally. hey, baby doctor appointment here. Right. This is the schedule of the here. And like, hey, babe, I'm going to go out for dinner tomorrow night with the so-and-so. I'm like, really? Because we have this here yeah. that I fucking put on my, like, they don't, he won't look at it. Yeah. You know, like, it's always a thing. Anyway, maybe I just need to have a talk I put it all it. on our digital calendar on our iCal and Bert <laughs> keeps unsubscribing. <gasps> to our kids calendars because uh, i just get overwhelmed there's too many calendars on my calendar i just need to see my calendar and i'm like well then now you're asking me to tell you everything that's going on yeah and to keep up with your calendar relative to our calendar and he's like yeah yeah so that's that's basically what's gonna have to happen because i can't keep up with it uh, but i think you know i think dads do more these days than they did in the past oh my god a hundred percent for sure but I mean, a lot of our friends, dads cook dinner. Bert cooks oh, dinner. Never. Bert loves to yeah. cook. Yeah, Bert's a great cook. He's a great cook. So I just, when he's home, I don't even worry about dinner because he's just going to cook it. And so anything that's I plan, great. he's going to throw it out the window and do what he wants to cook anyway. So yeah. that's a benefit, right? But I guess we, ba I, look, Tom's not a total wash. All right. I don't want you to make anything. I would but imagine he, he does his other stuff. He's good at yeah. other stuff. Yeah, I would imagine he's he not is. a total wash. He's not a total wash. But the, the but the majority is I think does fall on mom. I think so too. I think it does. And I think we are uh, you know, biologically inclined. How dare you imply that there's <laughs> anything biological to being a woman? How dare you? Well, call me unpc, <laughs> but hormones are hormones. Yeah. They These are. boobs aren't getting bigger for no reason. <laughs> it's because of the hormones. So call me crazy. I agree. Hey, man, I think it is a biological thing to our wiring yeah. to be preoccupied with the children. What's up with the baby? Is the baby eating? Is the baby shitting? Is the baby da, 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 da. We care more. Yes. And it ensures that the species yeah. continues. Yeah. The man has to make sure we eat. We have a roof over our head. A hundred percent. And I think that's biological. Not that women aren't the breadwinners in a lot of homes. Yeah, wait for those emails that's to come completely, in to tell you. That's uh, completely very valid. I know. But I think there's something wired in to our biological makeup that makes you genetically just shift to that focus. I think so too, man. Well, it's because we make them in our bodies. Yeah, exactly. And I fucking birth these people. A hundred percent, yeah. I have more of a vested interest in their survival and their thriving in a, in a, in a way that is fucking cellular. Like, yeah, it is cellular. I don't yeah. know if it's more of a vested interest, but it's I a different know. one. It's, it's, but it's, it's different. It's more of like, he's going to fall into the baby. Like, I'm the one that's like, no, Bert was like that. Oh, Bert was good. like, she's going to fall. She's going to hurt herself. We're going to the hospital for sure. So <laughs> I don't know about that, but I think his, his focus for his kids are about male focuses, like being responsible for your, what you say yeah. you do, um, you know, not being a baby when something happens. You know, it's very kind of male focused where mine is more about like 
be able to to figure out how you're feeling and how you're feeling mm. may not change the situation but at least you'll know how you're feeling and you can talk about it Bert's focus is less that and more like the job has to get done so you're just going to do it I know yeah. you hate doing dishes so do I do the dishes where I go well is there something causing you anxiety about doing the dishes? Then right. figure that out the and then way. do the dishes. You still have to do the dishes, but at least you'll understand yourself better. Yeah. So it's just, I think male, is, he's very male in that way. And it's just different. It is different. We have different responsibilities, different yeah. different wirings, I guess. Yeah, it's interesting. It is. It, it's all changing and shifting too because women are in the workforce and this is kind of a new thing yeah. um, in evolution. Our evolution is humans. I mean, when did women start working? Like the 70s? Yeah. Dude, that's not that long ago. No. My mom was the first generation of working divorced mother. Right. In the 80s. Like so I'm, yeah, we're like, this is still an, a social experiment. And who knows what it'll look like when our children have children. And God damn. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's so hard. It's so, it's so many relationships to navigate because you've got the relationship with your husband and then the relationship with, you know two children one children one child is different than the other so you have a different relationship you know it's like constant it's this constant Ugh, is this what people do just relationships and <laughs> i don't think this is what most people do i'll be honest oh, with you oh. i think most people just kind of um i or at least this is the way i feel i feel like there's no way everybody works this hard. Like, it looks like they're not working this hard. Everything looks very effortless. Yeah. So how are how is your life so effortless? And I'm so conscientious about mine. Me too. Which makes it worse. I'm so neurotic, yeah. You know what someone said to me? They read this book. <laughs> I have this thing about integrity, right? I have to be an integrity. I yeah. say what I do, do what I say. You know what I mean? I have to be an integrity. And she read this thing in this book that said... The people who are focused on integrity have the hardest time in life. Oh, I bet. Because they can't not be an in integrity. So the people who aren't focused on that have a much easier time in life because they just don't worry about it. They just yeah. go, oh, I couldn't make it. Sorry. I'm and focused they, on thinness. That's where I want. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to be thin. Yeah, no, I, I hear I know what you're saying because you're, you're trying to live up to an idea like your own yeah. set of ideals that you set up for yourself and yes. you're going to piss off a lot of people you're going to disappoint people sometimes when you live like that that's yes. just the nature of that beast right so but that's your cross to bear and like for me my my whole life is to break the cycle of nonsense that my parents grew up with and that my parents raised me with that's my thing and I'm like I am not going to pass down this nonsense that I grew up with I and mean, my kids are not going to have the same bag of bullshit that I had to deal with and it's a lot of work for me to go to therapy figure out how I was you know raised oh that's not accurate oh that's not what most people did oh shit okay well how, how do I feel things how do I, yeah how do I because I was completely raised in the upside down so I have to yeah. learn to be a person yeah I did in this too. lifetime I did it's too exhausting, but that's kids. why and it's, I think that's part of what makes it harder yeah. Is that you don't, it's you're really living. making it up as you go yeah. in a conscious way. Yeah. It's exhausting. So it's a lot of brain work. Yeah. To, whereas if you had that modeled, you know, it's just like learning a sport. Yeah. If you play golf from age five, you don't really think about golf the way someone who's starting to learn golf at 30. Yeah. Because yeah. everything is or built language. in. Yeah. Same with the language, same with anything you learn as a child. Yeah. So if you so don't true. learn how to parent as a child, oh, the effort it. and energy it takes to learn to parent has got to be, it's just like a sport. It's exhausting. And then yeah. there are days where you get triggered by stuff that's happening in your family. Oh, yeah. And then now I'm like, oh God, then that's a double program running in the background of my brain. Yeah. It's exhausting. It, it is really exhausting. Is. But but yes. what's the alternative? It's either don't have a family so you don't burden yourself with trying or you repeat the patterns that you were taught. And that sucks too. Now I'm going to damage my kids and, and let them be miserable. No, it's not going to work. So what are my... I well, you're going to damage them anyway. You know they're going to come out of this life that we've oh. worked so hard to... And they're going to be like, my mom... Was such a bitch. It was yeah. terrible. The she worst. made me empty the dishwasher. Yeah, yeah. Well, two comedians as parents. I mean, at oh, least yeah. you've got you being normal with Bert. You know, Bert's the comedian yeah. and then you're a civilian. Sort of, yeah. Podcaster, mostly, sort of. Yeah. Mostly, creative. Mostly, I'm mostly civilian. <laughs> but you're not a, you're not a stand-up comedian. I am not. Which is, is I am not craziest. that craziest. Yeah, yes, yeah. It is. So you've got my parents. I mean, my kids have two stand-up comedian parents. There's yeah. no way they're going to come out unscathed. 
but it's not going to be at the level that I had it. That's right. Yeah. So That's right. There you go. I'm just trying to do better than my folks. That's all I'm trying. That's all just, you do. Just I want them just to take my calls. That's all I want. When I'm 40 <laughs> and the phone rings, and it's not. I don't want the oh shit. It's my mom. Oh yeah. hey, it's my mom. Hey mom. You know. Yeah. I feel yeah. that way too, and I feel like I'm already getting oh shit. It's my mom, uh. and I'm thinking in my head, motherfucker. I have done everything right. <laughs> I have done it all right. You yes, answer my you phone did. call. Girl, I wish you were my mom. I don't I deserve love it. I would love to be. I'm an awesome you. mom. You're amazing. I'm a little too. My my therapist said I tend to be a fire hose mom. What's that mean? Which is someone who goes, I'm so proud of you. You know that you have worked so hard to be on this softball team, and I know it's your first game of the season. You've never started before, and you're nervous, but you should be so proud of yourself. Fuck I am so it. proud of you. And then Georgia has a complete anxiety attack because i've just fire hosed her with positivity oh that like produces that. anxiety in her well yes. what, what's the normal what should you she said i should go i'm really proud of you i hope you have a great game and then fire host her when the game's over oh when the game's over go you did it you did it i yeah. knew you'd do it because of blah 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 but i tend to be yeah one of those oh so you're putting oh, oh i see so you're putting you're actually putting the thoughts in her head of like it's your first time yes you've never yes, done this yes you should be anxious yes. but you're not isn't that neat yeah yes yes <laughs> uh yes she was like maybe you should turn the fire hose down to a dribble <laughs> and then find the right time to fire hose her with all this i do it with negativity too yeah. What do you mean you didn't do your homework? Well, I set this up here and this and this and this and this and this and this and then I just fire hose them. Yeah. Because I'm too intense. Yeah, but that's, you know. Hey man, better better too intense than no intense. Yeah. There are parents who don't even know their kids aren't doing homework. That's true. And hey man, I would have taken an involved parent over the the indifference that I felt, right. you know? Yeah. Ugh. Nothing's worse than parental indifference. Yeah, because you don't mean anything. Yeah, that's even worse. Yeah. Where they're just like, oh, "What? You're here again? Right? <laughs> You're in my way. Yeah. You move aside." Yeah, yeah. My dad used to tell me, um, he'd be like, "Go play on the freeway. Get out of here." I'm like, "Oh my <laughs> god!" One time, he locked me out of the house so he could bang his girlfriend. Oh, I got that too. <laughs> I got that too. I also got, why are you reading? That's a, a, an immense waste of time. What? I mean, I don't know who reads for fun. What a waste of time. Wow. Your mom, obviously. I love to read. I was a writer. Uh, yeah. I yeah. was winning awards for writing yeah. like state awards in seventh grade. Hilarious. But she couldn't help. She was envious. That's why. She was envious. Uh, why you waste your time? Wow. It's a waste of time. There's this Bill Hicks <laughs> joke about that because he's from the South. He grew up in Texas. Yeah. And he goes, I was at the, I was at a waffle, house. waffle house. Waffle yeah. House, yeah. Waitress. I was reading a book at the table. Waitress comes up to me and goes, hey, what you reading for? <laughs> not, not what are you reading what you reading for and he goes i read for a lot of reasons maybe because i don't want to become a fucking waffle waitress right. <laughs> that's funny oh man i love the hooks but um yeah 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 well i think you're it's doing a, a great job as a mom i'm trying i'm really trying you are i think the key is to try just fucking try the show up try. man and where my mom's up. at is helping. I can, you know, the thing about parenting is it's not perfect. It doesn't work. What I'm doing doesn't work in somebody else's household. No. Uh, at, but if we can learn from each other, one little bitty thing here and there and apply it successfully, that's great. Yeah. That's amazing. So, you know, this podcast forum in general has been so good. I think about that in in so many different areas and financial and and. Uh, marriage and so many different places you can find information that maybe wasn't as accessible or you didn't oh. know how to look for or even Dr. just Drew. yeah or just to hear people say like i i've had this experience like for me just to hear my own experience mirrored back is yeah. huge like to hear it to have other moms on who are like hey man i struggle with this like i remember one time i went to your guys's house back when we lived on off, on sixth street mm -hmm. and um i think georgia or isla somebody was three and you said to me, and I had no, I mean, I was like such a dude. I was like in my 30s. I was like some feature act, like what? And you're like, uh, I have to tell you, Christina, I am struggling. <laughs> you said, I am struggling to parent this girl right now. It was Isla. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I sure. am struggling. And I remember the phrasing in that was so, I'd never heard somebody 
phrase it like, like to say, like, I'm struggling with parenting somebody right now. I go, I, I thought to myself, wow, the level of thoughtfulness mm. in that statement that a mother would even think of how they parent. Because mm-hmm. I just thought it was innate. I thought you just had the kid and you know what to do. And you don't. And I was so taken with that. Like, wow, that's so rad that she actually is cognizant of like. Of the struggle. Yeah. I really struggled to parent Isla. A lot of what was going on for her was the sensory processing stuff. Oh, which wow. I didn't know. And I had never heard of. I had no idea what her her... Uh, emotional response to sensory stuff was about and I didn't even connect it to being sensory so she was such a struggle to parent and a lot of times I feel bad because I didn't know what was happening for her so trying to parent within what you know sometimes doesn't work which is very frustrating um you know to, to go well we're just putting on shoes you know, I'm not. Yeah, why can't I'm, she do? I'm that? not binding your feet. Right. I'm just putting on a galasha. I right. mean, this is not even a tight shoe. I don't understand. You're defiant. You're being a right. Brat. You're having a tantrum. This is bullshit. Now I'm going to punish you. You know, and the, uh, there's just so much. I was struggling with her a lot until we figured out what was going on with her. Not to mention the dyslexia. I wasn't struggling with her reading. I didn't really care that she read on time. I just cared that. She was so very far away from her peers. That to me was an indicator that something wasn't working. But she was a big struggle. She's less of a struggle now. And that's something I think parents should know. They're worth the struggle early. Because Mm. if you decide, I'm going to figure this out. And I'm going to parent this right when they're really young. I think parenting it when it comes back in their teens is easier. I've heard this. My therapist told me that. That how you handle the terrible twos and the threes is going to set up how it goes when they're adolescents. I think so. And part of that is about healthy boundaries, you know, and having good discipline. I I know I see a lot of parents with toddlers letting their kids do things that you go you're definitely paying for that later yeah like that is he just won a battle that's not really about the toy that's about him winning something yeah and you can't let that happen because now when he's a teenager that same dynamic is going to come back and he's going to be in danger in a different way yes um but so my i kind of tried to i knew that when they were toddlers i knew that if i got things it's just like this sounds bad it's like training a dog. Yeah. You know, the younger you get the dog trained, yep. it stays that way the whole life. You know, yes. if you train the dog to sit when they're eight weeks old, then they'll sit forever. Then trying to train a two-year-old dog to sit takes forever. It's really hard. Mm-hmm. So it's the same theory with that young brain that's developing to figure out. I tried to figure out what their, not weaknesses, but like what, what how could I help them cope? Like, where's the area where you're going to need a little extra help in coping? Like, George has always had anxiety stuff. So how do I help you cope with anxiety? And Isla has the sensory stuff. So how do I help you figure out? Because when you're an adult and your boss says you have to wear this uniform for, to be able to work this job, how do you figure that out? So how do I start that as a toddler? Because mm. our job as parents is to grow adults right? It's yeah, not to, you, just about. You're growing them to be self-sufficient yes. and, and to survive. Yes. You're and to building be them up, man. mentally healthy, you hope. Yeah. So then how do you start that as a toddler? That's how I, I tried to focus everything. You can't get away with murder as a toddler. Fuck Because no. then you think you're going to get away with murder when you're an adult. Fuck no. Can I tell you what the best thing someone said to me was? Do not let your toddler act I was saying don't let them act the way you wouldn't want to see a stranger on the street acting interesting right like meaning like if I just saw somebody stand on top of the chair and scream would I think that's cool right the answer is no dude so if you're doing that in my house what are you fucking nuts like that's not gonna go down bro yeah how they speak to you how they yeah all that stuff would you want to see just somebody in the world doing that no no it would not be acceptable in any society yeah so you beat the shit out of them (laughs) (laughs) totally bam 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 or you and a lot of times i tried to as a child go this is something that never happened in my house growing up sure what's going on for her yeah i do that too what's really going on yes is it hunger? Is it tired? Yeah. Is it anxiety? Is it 
we haven't been paying enough attention to you right now. Is it an intention thing? Is it, yeah. yeah. Are you just being a brat? You're just being a dick. You just feel like you're acting out. Yeah. You're growing. What is Are it? You, yeah. And yeah, then yeah. to parent that. Yeah. Uh, sometimes the behavior, but really that. I think you're really tired. Let's go lay down. Yeah. Take Dad, a I don't want to lay down. Blah. Well, we're going to do it anyway. I'm going to lay down with you. I'm tired too. So yeah. you help me lay down. Let's lay down. And then I go to sleep and it all changes. Yeah. And then you have a conversation not when they're that young, but as a teenager, when that stuff happens, I have a conversation with them later and say, I think this is what was going on. So you should know this about yourself. You should know that when you get tired, you're a dick. Yeah. So go lay down for 30 minutes yeah. and then come back before you do anything Because well, that's teaching them to even monitor your own self-care needs. Like, oh, I'm tired. I shouldn't ignore tired. I should try to respect my body and sit down and rest. Yeah. Yeah. Even if I do with Ellis because he's such a, he's so energetic. He won't lay down. He won't go in his room. All right, let's just chill on the couch. Let's have a snack and yeah. watch a cartoon for yeah. a minute. You know, I'm not opposed to cartoon. I don't think you should be regulating that. So that makes me crazy, too. Like, no screen time. Oh, really? So they can grow up and be one of these weirdos that doesn't know what friends is? Like, right. that's an important part of life, too, is knowing what's what water cooler chat stuff is. You know, anyway, Totally. That's my thing. Anyways, I got to go. I have to pee. Um, I'm so glad you've joined. Mm -hmm. I really love it when you're here. Please I love come coming. I'll come anytime. Please come I love back. seeing you. I love Seems seeing to me you this too. is the only time we can get. I know. <laughs> we get work. to see each other. What an asshole. Well, uh, you have to come over too. I want you to come yeah, over, I bring the that. kids, and um, say hi to Bert. I will. I hope he's showering indoors. No. No. Uh, he goes from the sauna to the polar plunge to the pool and calls it a day. <laughs> so at least he's got two layers of water to fix. Okay. <laughs> two layers of water. And then you get to deal with that lovely penis. How, have, how are your quarterly BJs going? Have we... Um, oh, pfft. Nah. Nah, you're not into it right nah, now? No, I haven't. Worried, no, we've uh, been... No. Yeah. You've been working. I, I work consider mode. that sexual harassment because yeah. I'm working with him so much. Oh, my so God. I can't really so do that. That's so true. Right? I'm being harassed by the boss. Good for you. <laughs> you keep those for special. Exactly. Special times. Exactly. All right, guys. Stay, until next time, stay cool, moms. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at. Where my mom's wearing thongs, hitting bongs at. Raising kids, cleaning shits, need a long nap. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at? Where my mom's at podcast! With Christina P.